You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Uh, let's start off by greeting a Pais and Sagacious Ummah with a hearty Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. And Alhamdulillah, after dinner means uh, teachers uh, this uh, evening, the first uh, segment which is called uh, Muslim News, uh, followed by Drive In with Anwar, and then we go for the uh, Isha Azan. Then uh, when we come back, Maulana Salim Karim uh, joins us on his family room. And we end off with Ibrahim Badacha on Travel Express. And uh, Alhamdulillah, once again, uh, Muhammad Ayaz Karim, you know, he's ever ready to help us out. Uh, Abu Bakr, see that he's uh, still uh, back from the Holy Land, but uh, not up to it. So Muhammad Ayaz Karim, a world-renowned producer, a radio personality, has joined us. And also someone that is uh, very close to me, Muhammad Ayaz Karim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And uh, jazakallah khair for joining us uh, this evening on uh, After the Mints and Muslim News. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's a pleasure to be here, Uncle Shafat. You know, uh, I always look forward to our chats and these conversations because they not only give me an opportunity to share my insights and opinions somewhat unfiltered, but um, it's also nice to. You know, just bounce um, your ideas and thoughts of somebody who is like-minded. And you are definitely what I consider somebody to be like-minded. Because in this day and age, your opinions need to be quite uh, in check. Otherwise, uh, it's really easy to find uh, everyone you know turning against you, you know. And I am no longer playing that game of uh, actually pandering to society and what they want or what they expect from me. Um, I think I'm past that point now. And I think for anybody who's still playing the societal game, you need to wake up. Yeah, as you want to say, you need to wake up and uh, sm- uh, smell the coffee. And uh, what we need to do is, uh, yeah, you know, either you you know think out of the box or you think in the box or you become people or you become a sheeple. You know, the, yeah. <laughs> this is what's happening. And, uh, you know, most of the people... Uh, you know, they captured and it's unfortunately years and years of, uh, you know, propaganda maybe has dulled the mind uh, when uh, Malik al-Shabaz said, uh, you know, the media is so powerful, it can brainwash a billions and millions of people. And, uh, you know, the truth being or the lies being uh, told all the time, people tend to believe the lies. And, you know, bring us to a very important topic indeed. Israel with this, uh, you know, propaganda machine has been... Uh, telling the world for the past 70 years, you know, we've been attacked and you look at what they're trying to do to us. There was a Holocaust and, you know, once again, we these Palestinians are after us or the whole Muslim countries in that area. They want us out yeah. of the equation. And they played that card over and over and over again. And but, you know, uh, gee, go ahead. No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interject, but, you know, I think the reason, you know, being um, maybe a young, younger, right? Um, I think I always wondered how is it that, um, like, say, maybe your generation, like, but not not your specifically, but I'm saying, like, the, yeah. the non-Muslims of your generation accepted this lie, this lie so easily and they believed it and they were so strong. And I, and I, I understand it now because um, the information that I have access to today or that we all have access to today, you didn't have access to, say, 20 years ago, right? Um, and neither did your generation. Also, if you wanted your news, you would put on the TV or you would read a newspaper, right? Um, and this is all controlled by the same entities. So I don't actually blame um, these people for falling for this because Israel, 
because these Zionists own everything, and, and I'm not saying this to be racist or even um, remotely uh, um, con- like controversial. It's true. They literally own everything with regards to the media. You can look up, there's a handful of companies that own all the media in the world, and they're all headed by Zionists, right? Um, but they, they thought they were going to continue playing the same game. And they underestimated the power of information uh, in this day and age, and they and underestimated the power of real-time transfer of information. If something happens in Gaza right now, I have a friend who I can phone right now or who will message me almost immediately as it happens with live footage. There's no time to um, for them to censor it, to cover it up, to change the story. To scrub the internet, there's no time. It's too much, too fast. That's why we see that they are uh, heavily losing this war uh, in terms of public opinion. And even uh, based on the footage that's coming out of Palestine from Hamas uh, resistance fighters, if you see uh, the ground attack invasion, the reason why Israel has pulled out so, uh, so fast and so much is because they were losing on the ground. No, absolutely. As you said, they were losing on the ground. And, you know, you look at uh, the information and as you said, the algorithms have changed and uh, you have a friend. Instantaneously, if something's happening, the message should come through. And uh, this is uh, what they can't fathom. And, uh, you know, this um, case uh, that is coming up, uh, it's going to be, you know, something that the whole world will see in real time. And uh, if uh, some... uh, Uh, you know, underhand judgment comes through, the people can say, we was robbed. uh, But you know, yesterday, uh, the headlines, I mean, I did a story, I I did a story on it. Uh, As soon as the court case was gaining traction, uh, Israel, there were allegations that came out that they were literally forcing their diplomats all around the world to start threatening the countries they were in not to support South Africa. And I laughed and I said, you know, that's so on brand for Israel. At least they're consistent in their absolute debauchery and um, lack of lack of any sense of moral compass. I mean, it's um, at this point they're just digging their own grave. We should just let them continue because uh, they are. I mean, if only it didn't have to come at the expense of so many innocent lives. But I mean, you gotta you gotta also like commend uh, Yemen men. I just feel like Yemen deserves so much more support right now um, because people like Mohammed bin Salman and, you know, all these um, Arab leaders that have been given so much um, in this dunya, they just, it's a, it's, it's, it's a very, very sad reflection of the state of affairs of the Muslim global diaspora. That's all I can say. I gave you full marks there. And, you know, when you look at this case, it wasn't uh, brought up by a Muslim country. I mean, it had to take South Africa, which is a predominantly a non-Muslim country that has taken that. But uh, one thing that uh, is really, you know, shocking, I mean, it shouldn't be shocking because it's something that uh, Israel does uh, all the time, telling uh, South Africa, there will be repercussions. And all of you a know, sudden... You know, they can take the repercussions and shove it, man. At this point, we're not scared. Like, um, living in South Africa, if you aren't already... Uh, aware of what you are facing, then you're in for a rude awakening, right? There's nothing I can do for you because you're willfully living blindly under a rock. Um, 
I was just uh, actually recording the uh, the news before I spoke to you, and I actually was reading the Blue Dot report with regards to the water in this country. So if anybody's interested, you can actually go uh, online and actually access the Blue Dot report, and you can see your municipality and just assess the level of the drinking water uh, for the area you're living in, because half the drinking water in this country is actually not safe for consumption. Shukar, I'm really, really happy to find that I live in a metro where our Blue Dot report was 97%. So I, I actually stopped drinking tap water because I was worried, but now I know I can at least rest easy with that. But um, so go, go check that out for yourself because, you know, I think it's important to realize that water is something that is a very essential part of our lives. So if you're not... Uh, if you are consuming something that's bad for your health, then there are alternatives. What uh, we actually started doing is there's, you find these uh, places all over. They're called ozone something. You just take your five-liter buckets and um, you can buy the water, but it's uh, quite cost-effective. I think I pay about 70 cents a liter. Yeah, you know, uh, when you look at the waters, I, uh, I mean, I, I'm paying like 175, yeah, 175 uh, or something like that a liter. But I see this big supermarket. That's supermarkets. a lot, Uncle Savat. Yeah, I, uh, the, the big supermarkets got it for one rand a liter. Uh, yeah, and, uh, so you must uh, pick and pay. I think uh, there's a kiosk inside. Then it's not actually pick and pay, but they have them usually outside. There's another one um, that is also they have these kiosks in checkers. But it's a, it, it, all it takes is a simple Google search to find the, the closest one to you. And like I said, I'm paying 70 cents a liter. I know mm. there's some that go up to two rand, but I mean, you must just, uh, just stop around because you'll find a, uh, you'll, you'll definitely find a fair amount of competition. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to try that uh, one rand a liter now because I consume quite a bit of uh, this uh, water. Bottle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, me that, that, too. I'm the same. I'm like yeah. at three, four liters of water a day, so I am constantly thirsty. So I need my water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially when you're broadcasting, our brain food is water. We drink Very a different. lot of water to to keep that our brains are hydrated. You know, we were talking about the repercussion thing, and I, <laughs> Medi told me, look at your, our friend uh, Sul Ramaphosa. He is not well. He's got stroke, but the true story is not coming out. And I don't believe that. Yeah, I think he's. Um, I think he's actually. To be honest, I think he underestimated Zuma, right? And let me tell you one thing. You can think what you want about Jacob Zuma, and I'm not defending Jacob Zuma with regards to whatever it is he did. Yeah, he did something. You know, we all did something. We all did something we aren't proud of, right? But this man, this man is single-handedly trying to, I think, save the people of South Africa's integrity and sovereignty, or alternatively, worst case scenario, he just wants to be back in charge of the feeding of the cash cow, right? Whatever the case may be, I'd rather Zuma be in charge of the cash cow than Ramaphosa be in charge of the cash cow. But I think it is, I mean, the the the, the, the master strokes of the political plays he's been making in this last week are genius. And um, the MK party is getting traction, and now they um, even, you know, the Mukheng Mukheng's party, the African the AAAM, I can't remember what it stands for. Um, they actually endorsed Mukheng Mukheng as, as their presidential candidate. And um, somehow that didn't work out, and Jacob Duma has now taken that spot. So that um, that group alone claims at least 14 million supporters across all Christian groups. Uh, so we're talking about the African Christian groups across the country. This is a collection of them. That is a, a big block of voters. It's a big block of voters. 14 million, you don't underestimate mm-hmm. that number. 
But uh, what is worrying there, Muhammad Ayaz Karim, is that, that that block that you're talking about is a pro-Zionist uh, group. Pro-Zionist. They will back Israel to the hilt. I don't think all... I think there's a difference with Christians. You get your evangelical Christians and then you get your Catholics or whatever it may be. So it's only evangelicals who believe that uh, uh, with the coming of Christ, uh, it will trigger the end times, which will trigger what they like to call uh, their, their revelations, um, the prophecy that will end the world and they'll all be saved. There's a certain sect of Christians. I don't think it applies to Christians across the board. Um, also, the whole uh, ideology of Christians supporting uh, Israel is crazy to me because it's just like uh, Zionists don't even believe in Isa salam. <laughs> they don't accept no, him. As- I mean, that's a brilliant point. But the, yeah, why I said this, I said it in context because Mocheng Mocheng actually mm-hmm. told whilst he was the chief justice, he said, you know, I pray for Israel. That's what he told uh, you know, openly, put it in the newspapers, I pray for Israel. So for him being nominated by this party as president, uh, that was the one factor. They dropped him. Maybe that's the reason why they dropped him. Maybe he was too pro-Zionist. Um, because I have a friend who is, um, he was um, a Christian, pro-Zionist Christian. And she recently left the church and um, she has come out and she's spoken. And I cannot lie, this woman has done more for uh, Palestine in South Africa than I think most Muslims can say they have. She's gone on every news platform in full solidarity with Palestine and speaking as a Christian Zionist. Her words are so powerful because she actually garners the attention of people who were who are in her position and she's changing their minds. And she said, you know, we were so indoctrinated and so blinded in our belief but if you just open your eyes for one second and think critically, you realize that everything we've been fed is a lie. No, absolutely, Muhammad Ayaz. And, you know, when you look at the presidential elections that, that takes place in America, and, you know, the Congress is run by APAC and the influencers and so forth. So, you know, we talk again about Zionism. But the biggest support comes uh, for them, for the presidential candidates from the Christian Baptist belt, and they call them the Christian Baptist Zionist churches. They bring in, uh, you know, the next candidate and they all they run, in church. They run America. They run America at this point. Uh, the evangelicals and the Zionist lobby runs America. And, um, you know, it's such a it's such a, uh, a circus, America, right now. And to be honest, I don't even, like, I'm so uninterested in their politics anymore. Um, the fact that Joe Biden, I don't, I don't even know how the man's still alive. As far as I'm concerned, he's dead and they're uh, using him like a meat suit puppet. Because, um, that man is so, I think he came out the other day and he said, um, he opened, he said, I am a Zionist and explained as to why. And you know what, he's been problematic for so long, but you know what, we can't keep complaining about these people and these things. We need to start focusing on um, what matters to you and me directly and how it affects our daily lives. I made, I mean, I made a video the other day. I actually got banned from TikTok. My account was perf- permanently banned. Um, yesterday, and I'm actually really upset about it because I put a lot of effort and time and work into it, and then I can't access any of my content. But it's strange because I had barely any following. I had only about three thousand followers, and I was um, my content kept getting violated for misinformation and hate speech. And the one thing I can do, I can be, I can have a very sharp tongue, but I'll never put out a lie. I never speak lies. 
I only speak the truth. So the fact that um, they were threatened enough by somebody as tiny as me uh, speaking out that they actually permanently banned me means that um, I was saying something right, you know? No, absolutely. And uh, this is what happened. The people of truth, uh, they've been monitored and uh, they've been muted for far too long. But as you said, with the uh, social media, uh, people can get the truth out and many are succumbing to, uh, you know, the truth because uh, truth prevails and falsehood perishes and truth by, by, uh, by its very nature will smash uh, falsehood into smithereens. Now, let's get into this. You know, we see all these composites and, you know, one that really makes a lot of sense. They say a hundred thousand dollar missiles dropped from a million dollar planes or a million dollar planes on people who make less than one dollar a day in Gaza. I mean, this has been told over and over and over again. Now they have nothing. I mean, you look at the children scraping the pots. There's no food in it, uh, Muhammad Ayaz. So um, the thing is, I actually did an interview on this the other day. And this is something I'm sure most of us are kind of aware of, or if not aware, you suspected it. It's, so it's called the, the theory is called the Greater Zion Theory, right? Where um, recently, this last three months, the attacks that we've seen on Gaza, the indiscriminate bombing, to make the place basically a, a wasteland so that it is uninhabitable, right? And we see that that plan is working now because now what Netanyahu and his donkeys are doing is they are meeting with different countries around the world and they are uh, basically saying, look, okay, uh, it's a humanitarian crisis. So you need to uh, be doing this immigration, voluntary immigration. They're trying to displace um, Palestinians all around the world. And the first place they looked at, which makes me so angry, is Congo. Now, Congo ranks, um, I think, in the bottom uh, bottom uh, 1% of uh, countries to live in the, in terms of development. Congo is, is essentially Gaza 2.0, where they are living at the same amount of uh, ethnic cleansing, um, exploitation, illegal mining. And this is all for these big companies like Apple and Tesla. And they want to take the Palestinians, send them to Congo, why? You know why? This is for more cheap labor. I mean, this, this man is not even subtle with his message. Benjamin Netanyahu does not respect the life of a human life. He considers, I don't know, he is, this man is the direct descendant of Hitler, as far as I'm concerned. Most of these leaders of the world, Emmanuel Macron, Joe Biden, they are all direct descendants of Hitler because they all seem to have this thing in their head that they are superior. I don't know if it is. Illuminati, the reptilians, whatever it may be, but there's some deep delusion that allows them to think that they are superior with their pale white skin that burns in the sun, has higher levels of skin cancer, has less mental ability than anyone with melanin, has the least ability uh, in their taste buds and hearing. I don't know what allows these people to think they're superior. And I think it's the fact that their ancestors realized that people of color are so much more superior to them that they've instilled us in generations for years and years. You need to keep your thumb on these people. Otherwise, they will rule us and dominate us for forever. And that's why we are in a situation we That's why we see so much hate towards Africans because Africans are, and I'm still speaking from a scientific point of view, superior in terms of all of us. You know, every species in this world can only come from one genome and their genome is possessed by only an African woman. Indian colored, everything comes only from an African woman. 
the darker your skin is, the more resilient your skin is. You age better. You've got it's it's shown to give you uh, have stronger mental capacity, stronger sense of taste buds, stronger hearing, stronger physical ability. So if you're telling me these people are not threatened and they don't know this, that's why they're not doing this. You know, you make a valid point indeed, and uh, very interesting indeed. And um, many may be just looking, hey, Muhammad Ayaz, he really does his uh, studies. And, uh, you know, they say, Africa, Africa, the birthplace of man. Now, looking at uh, the Kuds uh, News Network, they said, uh, we saw with our own eyes uh, the American products and weapons entering Israel to kill us. A child from Gaza speaks out against the U.S. support for Israel's genocide. All this is happening. And these things, are the, they're getting in the armaments. But you know what, Muhammad Ayaz Karim? They're getting it via Muslim countries. Talk to me. <laughs> That's my issue. Erdogan, um, he's a force. Like Globally, he's a force, right? Uh, Turkey is not a small fish with regards to NATO. Um, this man is very vocal, but he's also, it's performative. Because if he wanted to cut off oil, to Israel, he can do it tomorrow, right? And he chooses not to. I just, like I said, I am tired of focusing on these sellouts and these useless these, these uh, excuses for human beings. I think what we need to do, Uncle Shafat, is we need to try and instill this idea of community within our communities in our society. You see, we have been brainwashed um, almost our entire lives to believe in this thought and idea of consumerism and it's it creates a uh a, a level of selfishness in every human being where if you look around today people are so worried about just themselves or their own and what they need but think back to the time of your parents your grandparents it was all about community you know you could pitch up in anyone's house on a sunday the ho- it was armed out the houses were always open whatever you had people shared and care for each other. We are supposed to be, um, we are a species that thrives on human interaction and human connection, and we need to depend on one another. So the more that you live for yourself and just for your own, the more you are actually affecting the entire global community as a whole. We need to look beyond what they have programmed us. And you must stop thinking from this mindset of a scarcity mindset. There's no such thing as scarcity. There's enough resources, there's enough money, there's enough everything in the world for everyone to be successful. They just want us to believe that things are scarce or things are rare, so we fight for what they give us access to. It's not the case. You know what? Everything comes from Allah. If Allah wants to return every tree in the world into gold tomorrow, he could do it. So stop uh, thinking on this mindset. Oh, things are tough. You know, things are running out. Hey, I need to go buy more toilet paper. Like, like, you know what? That, that mentality is the reason why we are in the situation we're in. Because, you know, how we behave for toilet paper, how we ran and bought everything off the shelves, not leaving one thing for another person. Why out of greed, out of self-preservation? That is not the right way. The more you do for your neighbor, the more you do for others, the more you strengthen your community, the more we will be resilient and stand up against this donkey, this 1% Illuminati reptile pigs that are trying to lord over us. Well, there you have it, Mama Dayaz, really on uh, top go. He's Kodro 10, not Kodro Pro. Hey, he's rocking it. Now, uh, Mendy Hassan resigns from MSNBC. Mendy has resigned from the network after his show was uh, cancelled due to the refusal to support Israel's uh, genocide in Gaza. Nothing new, uh, Mama Dayaz. You know, I was uh, shocked when they cancelled his show. 
he's one of my favorites. I won't lie. He's polarizing, but I love his. I just love his fast, uh, unapologetic. But, but I mean, you blame him for resigning. Look, we saw the same thing happen with Tanga uh, Carlson last year from Fox, right? Um, where they fired him in the midst of that scandal. But Tucker Carlson right now is probably richer than ever, making more money than ever. He basically started streaming on on uh, X, Twitter, and uh, he's got more support, more followers than ever. And I think Mehdi will go down the same route. Yeah, all these people, uh, but not that, uh, uh, what's his name? That guy, Pierce Morgan, and then you get this other guy. They, they all being protected by the Zionist uh, media moguls. Pierce is on a fine line. You can say, uh, look, we all know Pierce has got a big mouth and he says a lot of rubbish, right? But, <laughs> and hear me out. My theory is that I think Pierce is uh, secretly pro-Palestinian and he just can't say it. If you think about it, the man has featured in the last few months some of the most iconic, well-read, informed Palestinians on his show who have completely embarrassed him and made him look like a fool. But I think this man did this and he argued so weakly so that he could get the right message. Because all this has done has gotten the, has, has strengthened the pro-Palestinian point of view. Uh, granted, it um, made he as a laughingstock. But you must also remember, it gave him more views than he's ever gotten in his history. It made him more viral than ever, making him tons of money. So um, that might just be his theory, like his, his plan all along. Or he's trying to push the narrative without saying it himself. Because if he says it himself, we all know he'll get fired tomorrow. Well, there you have it from uh, Muhammad Ayaz Karim. He says that Piers Morgan is a closet pro-Palestinian. Hmm. This guy knows things that we don't know. Eh? He knows things that listeners. What do you think of him? He's really, mashallah, very open this evening. What about uh, Danny Algarat, uh, the brother of Israeli hostage Ishak uh, Algarat? Claims that there is an incitement campaign against them and recalls being told, come on, let's shell uh, the 140 hostages already. I mean, you know what uh, Net- Netanyahu is all about. And uh, you can't, uh, I mean, you can't believe uh, that's uh, very possible and plausible. You know, I don't, like, uh, I implore everyone, if you see news with any sort of um, Israeli Person. What's that woman's name that um, Israel's foreign secretary? Uh, she's got a brown hair and a big fat face. No, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll... He Go is ahead. The worst, she is the worst excuse for a human being I've ever seen in my life. She, she comes out, she goes on TV and she says things like, I don't care how many children are dying. They must die because uh, you're killing a terrorist in the making, is basically what she says. Um, and, you know, like this sort of rhetoric is dangerous and it deserves more repercussions. Yet we see no repercussions, but the, they, they will realize, um, and they are realizing with Starbucks, that they think we have no voice and we will follow them blindly, but we are showing them with our pockets how we will bankrupt them, how we will bankrupt their businesses and how we will take them down. And to that point, I just want to say, it's important to support small businesses in your community. It's important to support the small farmer or the small shoemaker or the small whoever. We need to start enriching and building our own communities and keep the money circulating within a cycle that is in your community. 
to build it up. Stop giving your money to people who are using it to just steal more from you. Start being conscious in every decision you make. Because no matter how great you think that designer shoe or that cake from that expensive company is, it's not. It's, it's probably produced cheaper. It's produced faster. Whereas something that's homegrown or artisanally made is probably handmade and uh, the, uh, the quality is far superior. So get that idea out of your head uh, that we've been programmed to believe that certain things are better than others. Because nine out of 10 times, the smaller the business and the more specialized the craftsman, the better the quality of the stuff is. Absolutely. You're talking about a zippy livni. Zippy livni, the one that you say irritates you. She is a- yeah, she, oh, she's the worst, man. She is, a, she is like a... That, that Carrie would be a real human being. She is the worst. She is uh, no, nothing makes me as angry as that woman's voice. Yeah, and she believes what she that's a terrible thing. Her face, you see, she's got that face to try to just punch, you know. <laughs> you saw that interview on um with the Lebanese uh, guy the other day where the British woman started screaming at him, and she basically said. You know, let me get a word in, man. I know where you're from. You're not, you're not used to women speaking. Uh, blatantly, the most blatantly racist, uh, anti-Islamic, anti-Arab comment. She said it on BBC. And she's been dragged down the world, and I hope she gets fired. Uh, but I mean, what an audacity that you have the nerve on national, on international TV to scream at an Arab man. Oh, maybe where you're from, you're not used to women speaking. I mean, my God, the audacity. I really hope, and if she, please go online and find any petition to sign that this woman must be fired. We must defund these pigs, man. Defund. Every time, people are so quick to villainize Muslims for everything, in everything. And they keep going back to Sharia law. You never even know what Sharia law means, man. We need to do the same thing to them. You attack them for everything they attack us for. Yeah, and I think a little more dawah to show them the important role that Khatija Radil Anha played in the House of Islam and to show them all the other facets of, you know, how powerful the women were in Islam. But Muhammad Ayaz Karim, are really firing on all cylinders this evening. Perhaps your parting words before I let you go? I, as you can tell, I'm, 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 I'm angry, right? I'm, I mean, I'm angry because I feel like, uh, like even just losing the platform, I'm, I'm angry because I'm tired. I, I, the reason why I got banned is because there were tons of anti-Palestinians coming from my account and attacking me and reporting me. I never did that back because I didn't have the time to waste to sit and report accounts. But we need to start. I spoke to an advocate yesterday who's on Twitter, and he said that they've got a group of Muslims, and uh, these people who attacked him on Twitter, they now they, they divide it up. They actively each take 15 minutes of the day to go and report these accounts. These are what these people are doing to us. We need to do it to them. We need to stoop to their level. And it's not even stooping because they actually are the ones spreading misinformation. So by reporting them, you're doing the right thing. So find fire with fire and stop being apologetic for what you believe in and who you are. Be proud of who you are. There's nothing to be ashamed of. These Zionists are so proud of what they are. With all them, with their big faces, yet we want to be ashamed about our culture and our religion. Please wake up to Wake up and start being proud of who you are and what you stand for. Because if you're ashamed of it, then you know what? You might as well just go crawl under a rock and hide. Because if you're ashamed of your religion, you stay ashamed of what you believe in, then there's something 
wrong with you that that is deeper than what you realize. Mama Dayas Karim, uh, keep the faith and uh, do what you do best. Speak the truth, man. Speak the truth. We'll talk to you soon. Have a mashallah beautiful evening ahead. Hey, I've got a big uh, yeah tumbler of uh, Bombay Crush there for you. Cool off that, man. <laughs> I want it now. I want it, I want it now. Yeah, I'm go- okay. I'm going to put another dollop of ice cream there. Yeah, you're having a good uh, Enjoy it, uh, Mama Dayas Karim. Inshallah, talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, our listeners, it's time for us to go for a break. When we get back, it'll be time for Anwar Kasim on Driving with Anwar.